To dining room dissertation. I'm your host, Cami. Grab a seat, grab your food, grab your leftovers, actually, because Thanksgiving just passed. So grab your leftovers. They're just as good. Grab some wine while you're at it. Let's set the vibes. Um, you've read the title. It is gonna be a good one. We are diving in deep today and talking about imposter syndrome. And this episode was supposed to come so much later. I actually have it labeled on my phone as episode four, but I just think it's so relevant to everything that's going on in my life right now, especially with the launch of this podcast. I just want to say thank you to everyone and all the positivity surrounding it. I actually wasn't even going to post it or put it up. It was supposed to launch weeks ago, but I was just so scared and I thought, people were just going to ignore my existence completely and just like have that be something that was put out there and then, you know, caution to the wind to never be heard again. So I just want to thank everyone who shared, liked, followed us, the support. I feel it. It's amazing. And I didn't think it would happen. So cheers to that for those of us drinking wine out here. But This all came from me one day sitting at my desk at my job, and I don't think I've talked about my job on social media, any social platform so far. So for those of you that don't know me, I work in marketing, and every Thursday we hear from, well, I work in marketing at a theater company, I should specify, and every Thursday we hear from different heads of the department. There's different departments within a theater space. There's education, there's general management. Like I said, I work in marketing and every Thursday we hear from different heads of the department on what they do and how they contribute to the comp- the company and their day-to-day. And it's basically an early morning lunch and learn, but with breakfast. But for this particular week that I'm thinking about, we had a cancellation. So someone said, let's switch it up and learn more about each other. So there is a cohort, I would say, of people that we are in the same, I guess you would call it, fall 2019 cohort. Um, And one of the people in that group said, we should learn more about what everyone else does and everyone else's position because everyone there is in a different position and it was just us all the new people and as for marketing I more or less know what everyone else does because I spend an equal amount of time being at my desk but also walking around to the other departments and handing them things and requesting things from them and part of my job is community management I guess would be the term for it. So I filter all the concerns and questions about the company. So I more or less have touched every department and I know what they do, essentially. So I didn't think this meeting was going to be as eye-opening as it was. I really thought I was just going to sit there and it was going to be another one of those meetings that should have been an email and I was just going to be bored to tears. 
and we all went around the table and we all said our titles and what was the most rewarding thing or like project we had worked on, what was the project with the biggest learning curve, and I think it was that. Yeah, those three things, the titles, rewarding project, and the biggest learning curve. And by the time we had completed the circle, I was like, well, I guess I'm actually meant to be here. And I'll explain in a minute, but I wanted to explain what imposter syndrome is, which is the theme of today's podcast, which is what I've been feeling for so long, even prior to graduating and getting a full-time job. I feel like I've been feeling that since I added advertising as a major. I added it the summer going into my senior year, so it was a lot of catch-up. So this can relate to... I wrote this podcast in mind of obviously like my graduating class, those people who are freshly in full-time jobs, not being in school. But I realized writing it that this can really apply to anyone and everyone. So (laughs) let's get into this. According to my Google search, Harvard, Harvard, can't speak, Business Review defines imposter syndrome as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Now, I first heard this term from this Black undergraduate theater community that I am a part of on Facebook, and it was relating to being cast in something or working somewhere within the theater department where you look around the room and you're either the only Black person there or everyone else has more quote-unquote job capital. And by that I mean you're in a room with people who come from like the top of their class at NYU or Harvard and they just came out of the number one hit show of the season and sometimes you get that like creeping into your head telling you like you're not good enough to be there with those people. And At the time, I was reading that post and I felt that so hard and I related to that specific instance of like being in a room or cast with other people that have done way more than you or have more credits than you and just feeling inadequate. So that specific situation hit me so intensely having having been an actor, but I never thought about it from a post-grad standpoint while reading that because at that point I hadn't graduated yet but now that I'm out oh boy does that hit different it's a feeling of like ooh, am I suddenly gonna get fired even though I haven't even done anything it's just like the panicking before you send an email because you swear there's someone out there before like that can do it better or you missed an attachment or like really small dumb things that like are so insignificant and it's like during that time it was the feeling of like looking across the room to the other person that's been hired and being like why can't I do it like them essentially so and speaking of my boss and I actually had that conversation And 
the conversation of like, why, <laughs> why the fuck did you hire me? And he said, 120 people applied and you got it over all of them in the same day that you interviewed. And it didn't even take much time for them to think about it. I literally interviewed, went on the subway to go home. That's like a 45 minute subway ride. And then I got the call as soon as I got home, you know, after crying on the train, on the train home, got the call saying and got the job. And me being me, I obviously like still can't wrap my head around that. Like they were saying it, but I just wasn't, it wasn't translating. Still didn't kind of believe them. And it went over my head and every day I go into work and I'm just like, why? (laughs) And I mean, half of that is imposter syndrome. Yes. And the other half is my crippling anxiety. That's fine. But we have that meeting, that Thursday meeting, and we're going around the table and we get to the girl who works in my department. So for every other department, there's only one new person, but for my department, there's two. And she's sitting next to me, so I'm next to speak. And somewhere along the way of having to answer the three questions of who are you, what's the most rewarding project, and what is, like, the hardest, we somehow get to people talking about which roles sitting at the table that they also applied for, because when you apply for this company in the application you can put three roles and rank them and obviously the first one is the one you want the most and second and third in respective order and I don't know how we got there I like we had to pass two people before we got to her and they mentioned they didn't mention it so I don't know where that came from but we're rolling with it but in her answering these questions she goes I actually wanted Cammie's position, meaning that she ranked my position first when applying, but they recommended she do the other side of marketing, which is like data collection, data analytics. Um, I do more of the content side and the creation and graphic design, things like that. And she's amazing at what she does. Don't get me wrong. I see her over there all the time killing it. I literally the way her computer is facing, it's facing towards me. And I'm always looking at it. I'm just like, what is she doing? (laughs) She has Excel up and I'm just like, ooh, I hope I never have to touch that. And it seems like she was born to do it. Like she's over there typing away and it seems like she was born with a keyboard in her hand. And she barely asks any questions. I see, her see, uh, see her screen every day working on things that would take me probably another semester of college to learn. So when she said that, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, okay, that's like a flaw in the stimulation. Um, but it, it did kind of shock me at first. But then it was my turn to talk, so that all of what I was thinking quickly left my head. And then we get to the second person on the other side of me. And she also says that I wanted to do Cammy's position when I applied at this point. I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we get almost full circle 
And right before the last person goes, the person before that also says, I also applied for Cammie's position. And I was just like, okay, what the, like, what is happening? And not in a, oh, I'm better than you. Like, look, I got it over all of you. But really in a state of awe and shock, there were the, all these people who I, like, 100% deserve to be there. They're great at what they do and not for any particular reason other than I look at them and they look like they're having so much fun and they're so confident and they were born to do these things and I'm here hoping nobody unmasks me in a way. A part of imposter syndrome is thinking someone is going to come along and expose you for not being as good or for being a fraud when in fact you're like, you're not doing anything wrong. And to some point, I wanted to write this off as illogical. Like, who am I impersonating? I'm not impersonating anyone. I have two degrees, one in theater, one in advertising. Anytime I tell anyone that I work here, they're like, oh my god, this job was made for you. You're using both degrees. All of that. And like, tell that to my brain. Tell that to like whatever in me is feeding this imposter syndrome, please. And I've managed accounts, large, small organizations, independent clients, like the whole nine. And, like, there's no truth to the idea that I'm impersonating someone. I didn't lie on my application or resume, so why is this imposter syndrome a thing? I did the work. I did the extracurriculars. I did the internships. I graduated. I applied. I interviewed, like, everyone else. Why did it take this meeting four months into me having this job And hearing that people applied for the same position I have make me stop and be like, oh, someone gave me this job because I earned it. Like, we're four months in, people. Like, just wrap wrap your head around that. And I talked with HR. They check in from time to time. This wasn't, like, a meeting I needed to have. And they were saying it truly does, like, as an HR professional, I can attest to the idea that it takes candidates three months to be settled in and confident in any industry, not just theater, not just advertising, marketing, like, any job you do. But I don't even know if all of that added to my confidence holistically in this experience, like that Thursday evening meeting, Thursday morning evening. I wish I could speak. And honestly, I just, I just think that's post-grad life. There's so many stages in our lives and I'm pretty sure we'd like to skip over some of them. And as people in our 20s, I don't necessarily want to skip over this. It is a struggle and unfortunate to feel like this, but I feel like it's a motion that I need to go through and I need to experience and for anyone out there experiencing that I feel like it's something you need to go through like don't wish it away don't wish to skip over it I guess I'm I feel like this is some rite of passage as annoying as it is we're the most 
educated generation, and I looked that up, it's true, but the overwhelming majority of us deal with imposter syndrome to some degree. And I don't think anyone in their first job out of college is like, I can do this in my sleep. And if they are, they're probably doing a job they're overqualified for. And in that case, there's a question of why did you apply to a job whose skill set you've outgrown? See, it it all kind of comes back to that. And I read this book that I kind of consider to be the Bible of my 20s, for lack of a better word. I love it. It's called The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them Now by Meg Jay. She has her PhD, she's a therapist, and she focuses on adult development, specifically for people in their 20s. And I recommend it to everyone, literally anyone that asks me what I'm reading. I'm like, it's that book, read it, it'll save your life. I talk about it all the time, so go read it. It's a true gem. I'm glad someone else told me to read it, so I'm giving this gem to you. And she talks about her clients and frames each chapter, well, the entire book, but each chapter through a specific client for a specific message that she's trying to convey and one chapter discusses imposter syndrome it wasn't specifically calling it that but this one client she talked about worked at the top of her field all of her friends were envious of where she was in her industry working for the biggest of names and theoretically she had made it to anyone in the outside world she was at she was at her top her peak but This girl literally cried every single day because, like myself, she figured there was no way that she was supposed to be at the height she was supposed to be for where she was in her life, having recently graduated. Like, who the hell gave her this job? She's a fraud. Like, every little mistake she's made is going to be a fireable offense in a couple minutes. And she mentions not attaching someone to an email once, and she started panicking. And I was like, wow. That's literally my life, and that's so sad. But Dr. J explains that no 20-year-old goes into a job feeling like the CEO of a company and just, like, mentally, not literally. And it takes years of work and that word job capital again to feel like, you know, you're at the top of the food chain, which I know and I understand, and that's why even though this place in my life gives me anxiety. I appreciate it because I can take those experiences and help someone else through it. And when I do finally feel like, you know, the head bitch in charge, it's going to feel great. And I can't wait for that. And I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne. I don't even like champagne. And if anyone watches The Bull Type on Freeform, if you don't, you should. It's great. But Jacqueline, the editor-in-chief of the magazine, I can't wait to be Jacqueline. The grace and poise and confidence she admits, it's just like, even watching it through a screen is electrifying. The writing and obviously the acting, directing is so brilliant, but that show is based off the life of the magazine Cosmopolitan so that person is a real person and that story is real for someone and the way she's framed in the show in relation to the other characters but even me watching I'm like wow I'm just 
an audience member, but I kind of feel like a mailroom intern. Like, I feel like at the bottom of the food chain just from watching the show. And not in a bad way. It's just the power and control and confidence she exudes is so piercing. It pierces through the show, through the network, through the television, and it just reaches you so hard, or at least it does for me. And I love her, and I look up to her, and I'm, like, kind of scared of her in the best way possible. And it's funny how imposter syndrome doesn't cut across the board as you think it would. Like, I may feel like that in my 9 to 5, well, my 10 to 6, but whatever. But I don't feel like that as a content creator. And while there are no qualifications for being a content creator, like obviously to get this job, you have to have a degree, you have to have graduated college, you have to have, you know, you have to have good grades to graduate college and have this degree to apply to this job. Being a content creator, there's no qualifications like that. And in the same, there's no qualifications in the same way as you would need for a nine to five. And While I don't have a large following, I don't have a lot of followers, I barely have any as far as Instagram goes and content creation goes, and I'm certainly not paid as much as other content creators, I know that for a fact, but you can't tell me that I don't create great content. I mean, you can, but we're all entitled to our wrong opinion. And social media optimization and website creation like all those things like you can't put me in a room with other people doing the same thing and I wouldn't feel the feeling of oh I'm not good enough to be here I just wouldn't in the same way that I do in you know corporate America and yes we all have our strengths and weaknesses and all of that ties into it but it's truly just a roller coaster, and for anyone out there feeling that way, I encourage you to find your Jacqueline, whoever that is to you, and picture her or him or them, and know you're working towards that. This episode is a bit dated, and I wrote this at a time where I was feeling that so hard. I'm just like, someone's gonna fire me at some point, even though I'm not doing anything wrong. But getting to the end of the year, I don't feel like that anymore. I think everything that all my coworkers were saying at that meeting really sunk in now as I'm about to leave this position. I finally get it I finally get what my boss was saying like almost 200 people applied but you got it literally right after you interviewed like I don't get why you don't see that but now I see that and you know I'm obviously not at the level of Jacqueline but I I can see the Jacqueline in me and I can see what that looks like or at least what I think it looks like in a couple of years and anyone going through this in any way whether that is in college in your organization in your sports team if it is your nine to five or if it's just you know your dynamic within your friend group I encourage you to picture Jacqueline 
and work towards that or at least know you are working towards that just by living day to day getting up and going and deciding that you're gonna keep going is working towards that I'm gonna leave you all with something that I should have listened to myself and that is you have all the qualifications you need you wouldn't be here if you didn't companies don't have time to pity hire someone so be confident in the fact that you belong wherever you are that was a lot and I still think that wasn't enough there's so much I can touch on this topic. I can literally go on for days, but I feel like, I also feel like I'm somewhat removed from this topic because I finally believe in my capabilities and a lot of that has to do with time. Of course, this was written a couple weeks ago, but also in feeling seen frightening as putting this podcast out was it did help in removing some imposter syndrome and that people recognize what I do and that they're excited to see what that is. I remember I would get mad because people didn't know what I do and by that I meant people didn't know I did photography or I was a graphic designer or I could do all these things things that I never said in public that I could do so when people were asking like I need a photographer does anyone sing things like that and I just like be annoyed that people didn't automatically think of me and it's like I never said I could do any of those things and a part of that was me thinking someone was going to expose me for not being able to do those things even though I could so This podcast and actually launching it helped with the imposter syndrome. So I feel like that's why I'm somewhat removed from this episode. But also I can still very much relate to it because I know at some point this is going to come up again and I'm going to come back to this podcast and listen to it again because I obviously need to hear myself say these things a lot more. But I hope someone is out there listening to me and taking advice that I should have taken a long time ago. And that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And like I always say, you can find Dining Room Dissertation on Instagram at Dining Room Dissertation and like us on Facebook at Dining Room Dissertation Pod. And I'll see you guys next Monday evening in the dining room. (laughs) 